dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Welcome back to my corner of the Dementia Researcher blogs. If you're new here, it's important to know for the context of this blog that I've been a researcher for eight years now. That's eight years that I've loved, but not everyone gets why people enjoy research. It's often challenging and unpredictable. You can have sleepless nights and consecutive bad results. So why do researchers do what they do? The idea behind this blog was triggered by a memory of a time I was talking to an undergraduate project student. It was during my PhD and they were doing their final year research project in my lab. Their experiments weren't working and they were very unhappy about it. I said something along the lines of, you can't take it personally, this is normal in research, to which they replied, so why do you do this to yourself? I think about that question from time to time, usually when an experiment hasn't worked out the way I hoped. Research is fundamentally built on challenging ideas and trying to make new discoveries. It's inevitably a path laid on foundations of troubleshooting and it's impossible to avoid experimental failure. This can be a difficult thing to get used to, but it is an important point of the scientific endeavour. I might have said this in a previous blog, but I genuinely believe that when every experiment works first time every time, it can often be a sign that the work is not cutting edge enough. There are exceptions, of course, but if you are struggling, try and take solace in the idea that you're probably doing something nobody's tried before. That's pretty cool if you ask me. It is, however, far from the path of least resistance to pursue a career in academia. I often say it's a bit like being a footballer. You start out as an academy prospect, studying for your undergrad and trying to demonstrate your potential to yourself and to your lecturers. Next, you move on to something like a PhD. This is where you find yourself moving into the senior team, but still very much a youth player. Up next, it's your playing career. Your playing career is your postdoc. You're judged on output, papers and grants rather than goals. And you've got to negotiate a series of short-term contracts to keep playing. Finding a new post can be a bit like a transfer window, but in reverse. You have to find a club, like a university. They don't come looking for you. Finally, you step up into management as a lecturer, where you now have the responsibility of guiding your own team of researchers. Again, you're judged on outputs in the form of papers and grants, and there's pressure to keep performing. Much like football, you'll find that your playing career is probably over in your mid-30s, at which point you have to trust the next generation to continue. It's a very tricky path to navigate, but there's a reason why so many choose to do it. So let's answer the big question that lies in the title this month. Why pursue research if it can be so mentally and emotionally challenging? Well, there's a long answer and a short answer. The short answer is it's intriguing, exciting and rewarding. For the longer answer, let me tell you why I've found my work in research to be like nothing else I've ever done. I want to start with the first buzzword I just dropped, intrigue. When you pursue a career in research, you also chase down an idea. A question that really piques your interest and you want to find the answer. This is something I noticed when I was at my first conference. Six months into my PhD, we were in Taiwan. I'd spent the day listening to people talk passionately about their work. The conference had ended for the day and we were sat in a little Belgian bar in Taiwan drinking Yorkshire Ale. Don't say I'm not cultured. After drink two or three, I noticed everyone was still talking about the work with big smiles on their faces, laughing and discussing new ideas. I had a realisation. These people get paid to follow their interests and they go around the world and tell us about it. When you're in that situation, all those failed experiments don't really matter. If anything, they might have led you down a path that was even more interesting. They might even be the reason that you're there in the first place. You're among like-minded individuals, and it's one of those moments when you realise how lucky you are to do such a job. That brings me on to my second point, excitement. When you get a good result, the buzz you get is fantastic. It often confirms that your idea may have some weight. 
You're onto something new, and the feeling you may have a genuine discovery on your hands, no matter how big or small, is hard to describe. Someone once told me, if you get a good result, run with it. This is especially true if you've been battling through failed experiments for some time. When that good result comes in, you can't wait to tell people about it, and you want to see how far you can run with it. You also can't wait to get to your next conference so you can tell people about your findings. Those good results feed into other key reasons that I love research. It's rewarding. It doesn't always feel like it. Sometimes you feel like you're banging your head against the wall, but when you start to see genuine progress in your work, and it is your work, it's rewarding to see. It makes it all worthwhile. Finally, on a personal note, having worked at shifts in the past where you have set break times, the freedom you get in research is so refreshing. If it's 11am and you want to get a coffee, you can go and get a coffee, within reason. You're best not leaving vital experimental steps unattended, of course. But there's no boss, is it okay to get a drink? You have genuine independence, and I find this very freeing after many years of shift work. Research may not be for everyone, but it certainly suits me. Maybe it'll suit you too. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.